Good day, this is Robert Hoffman. And this is Chris Panico. <laughs> I was going to say good evening because it's actually evening. Uh, and but I didn't want to start. I said good, yeah, I said good day because I, I don't know when they're listening. <laughs> okay. And welcome back to No Knots in Storytime. A podcast where... <laughs> <laughs> start over. Looks like it was start over. I kind of like it. I do too. I do too. We're gonna keep going. All right, a podcast where we talk about your favorite kids' books from when you were a kid, or when your kids are kids, or when other kids that aren't your kids are kids, and we take all the nonsense out of it. That's exactly what we do. We missed you last week. We took a week off in yep. between Halloween and today, <laughs> which is not Halloween anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that magical time afterwards. Yep. When you have lots of candy to eat through. Yeah. But just about now you're getting to the end of the good ones and all you have left are Whoppers. I like Whoppers. Yeah, they're okay. You just ate Whoppers ten seconds ago. That doesn't sound true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this this week we're going to be doing (laughs) The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. Yes. Now, I don't feel like we need to go into the author too much because we've already had Dr. Seuss before. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. So if y'all need some, you know, background details, you can just go back and listen to the uh, the Walk It In Pocket. Pocket we talk yeah. about. Or go to Wikipedia. Or Wikipedia. Up to you. <laughs> You'll find the same stuff. <laughs> now, The Lorax is a really great book. It opens up with a very gross, dark, smoggy scene. Um, and you see this little kid who finds his way to the house of the Onceler because he wants to find out who the Lorax was. It was... This creature from really long ago that no one seems to know about anymore, except the Onceler. Now he goes to the Onceler, he has to give him, like, a weird combination of things for the Onceler to talk to him. And the Onceler tells him how he came to this place, and he cut down all the trees to make this weird, sort of like a snuggy kind of situation <laughs> called Thneeds, that is apparently an important thing that everyone needs. And um, people kept buying them, so we chopped more trees down, and he made more, and he got bigger, and got, like, all kinds of factories, and his family came, and they made so many. And there was this little man that came up whenever some of the trees got cut down, named the Lorax. And his big catchphrase is, I'm the Lorax, and I speak for the trees. And he kept telling the Onceler, like, you know, stop doing this, it's bad. But the Onceler was like, nah, I have rights. And he kept doing it. And eventually they cut down all the trees, all the people left, all the all the other workers left. Mm-hmm. There were no more needs to make. No one could buy any more needs. So his business, of course, disappeared. And um, the entire landscape is in ruin. There's smog everywhere. There's sludge and all kinds of gross stuff. And at the end, he gives a tiny seed, a truffula tree seed. That's what they're called. Um, he gives it to the little boy and he says, you do it. You go plant the seed and make more truck with the trees. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's it. And I suppose you want me. Is that what the moral of the story is? Um, I believe that's how it works. <laughs> Alright, moral of the story is, uh, don't be greedy. Respect mm-hmm. to natural resources. Um, use the world around you in moderation because you're not the only one. There are also barbalutes, for example, that are... And they're barbalute suits. And the barbalute suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eating truffula fruits. Yep. That's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's exactly the moral, Bobby. Thanks. Yeah. Um, now, where does the story take place? Good question. Do you know? 
I know exactly where it takes place, but I feel like where you should say it instead. No, I want you to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in the world in the on the planet Earth. Uh-huh. Um the uh there are animals, so it, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Now that you say animals, it reminds me. Go ahead. That it's England. <laughs> <laughs> okay why do you know why it's england Bobby? Uh, clearly not <laughs> <laughs> all right um also i know when this happened at the beginning of the 20th century sometime between the 19 1900 and like 1920 mm-hmm. um during that industrial revolution kind of like the end of the <coughs> industrial revolution or like yeah, yeah that makes sense. That it. makes sense. I think that's you know we could all intuit that. Why England though? Well, because by the 1900s, early 1900s, England had eradicated all but five percent of the domestic forest on the on the island. Wow, that was all of it was gone, and they had to start importing it like crazy during World War One and World War Two. Or they eradicated it during World War One or World War Two. Whatever, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> so it seems like a really good candidate for this place that was entirely deforested. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Um, also, and you'll see this in the movie a lot more than in the book, but during that period in London, well, I guess in England in general, but definitely in London, there was just rampant poverty and rampant... Um, just like lack of sanitation. Uh-huh. The living conditions were just horrible. They had like like twenty five houses worth of people would be using a bathroom, right, and a tap mm-hmm. for water. Um, and I I think that that matches up with what's going on here. We can see the environment's deterioration yep. just in the illustrations of Doctor Seuss. In the in the first picture. There's some weird architecture going on. <laughs> London. In that city, yeah. So maybe yeah. that's... <laughs> London's that's weird. Too. You say mean things about England. Yeah, well... We actually like England. It's fine. Speak for yourself. Because <laughs> you just like Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. <laughs> it's the best. Alright, so let's uh, get into the nonsense here. The nonsense. Yes. What do you got? Um, let's start just from the beginning. Uh, something you pointed out in your summary that I think is worth noting is that this kid goes out. Well, first, I'm, I'll actually add some stuff. This kid goes out by himself, unsupervised, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something a kid would do, whether or not he's supposed to. He does it. He goes out. He goes out to a street that it's called the Street of the Lifted Lorax, is it? That's correct. And that's wild. Uh, it's this huge street sign. So that, to me means that the people know about the Lorax. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows about them. And they they made this street named it after, named it after. Like, it's a, it's a very important, like, a big deal. Yeah, that's true. If um, you're going to name a street after someone. So, A, we've got that. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily nonsense, but it is interesting. It is. Uh, then, so this kid goes to the Wansler, who lives alone in this big, tall tower house and peeks out through the window... And charges people 
a weird specific set of things to tell a story. What is it? 15 cents. Mm-hmm. I think a, a, nail, a nail. And a great, great, great grandfather snail. Yeah. Or the, the shell, shell of a great, great, great grandfather So snail. what's up with that? Why does he want those things, first of all? B, why... Uh, yeah. So wh- why does he want those things? Mm-hmm. 15 cents makes sense. Sure. He just wants some money. money That's fine. Good. A nail... Potentially useful. Together. Maybe uh, there's a shortage of metal metal metals uh, that you would use to build a nail at this time yeah. because of the war effort or whatever. Yeah, was going on. Yeah, that, I makes, think that sense. makes sense. Or maybe he's melting the nails <coughs> and just forging other coins. Or something. Know. There's there are things that we could come up with that he would be doing with this nail. The shell of a great 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 grandfather's snail. That's right. what's getting me. Yeah. So, I. I I don't know. I think yeah. I think we could say that his years of solitude and her, hermit hermitude. I guess uh, is hermitude a word? Hermitude. Her, hermitation. Hermitation. Her, Hermiting. Hermit. Hermititis. It's hermitite. <laughs> has has um made him a little eccentric, and okay. maybe he's collecting these very specific shells. Yeah, he people collect all kinds of things. Okay. It's weird. I don't think it's. Totally unbelievable mm-hmm. how you would find the shell of a great-great-great-grandfather snail, I think, is another question. I'm yeah. not sure how long snails live. You know, may- maybe it's um, sort of like a, like a rite of passage thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go out and find this shell, which is not easy to find, in order to show me that you care enough to be worth me telling this story to you. Yeah. I think that that is exactly the case. All right. We'll take that. We'll move on. Um, So he wants these things. And then let's talk about something that really isn't pointed out very hard in the story, but is super weird. He has these gloves. Yeah. Big green gloves. That they... It opens up. It opens up and stuff goes inside. He has those gloves. His whole family has those gloves. Maybe they're not gloves. (coughs) Right. Maybe they're his arms. There's something. That's just what his arm... Maybe he's a robot. And he like stores stuff there. All right, so now we're now we're getting there. Yeah, he's probably a robot. Yeah. There's no reason robots couldn't have existed back then. Right. Just like hidden technology. Yeah. Something. Sure. A very primitive robot. We never see him eat. A robot. Yeah, that's our best guess so far. Yeah, he never eats. Um, he's been around for a long time. He clearly has no sense of empathy. Right. No sense of empathy. No sense of. <coughs> And that's like the litmus test, you know, with Isaac Asimov's rules of robotics. So he, he, yeah, and he has he has no sense of, he has no business sense. He no. knows how to sell these things, sure. So clearly, if he's a robot, he's been programmed to know how to sell a product that's worthless. Because if you look at the yeah. themes, we'll talk more about these themes later. But what I see is this piece of cloth that cannot possibly be used for anything. Yeah, it's totally. You can't get in there. You can't. He yeah. says you could use it as a sock, a curtain. Everything he says, it's completely useless for any of those things. Something that is the size of a sock cannot be a curtain. Right. Something you know? that is the size of a curtain it's cannot really, be a sock. Everything he's saying is just advertising. Right, exactly. It's just slogans. So he, it's like a robot that is specifically designed to sell a product that nobody actually needs. And can mm-hmm. do that. But this robot, assuming he's a robot, yeah. doesn't know... That the product's gonna run out, right? You know, 
Like the tr- you, cut down the trees, you cut down the trees. You cut down the trees. You don't replace them, then they're not going to grow back. Yeah, I think he he also is met several times throughout his interactions with the Lorax with information that should make him adjust what mm-hmm. he's doing. Right, but he doesn't. He's just like I doesn't need even listen. to get think bigger. At all. Right, exactly. He says need. Yeah, he and says this need a lot. Need. Everybody needs a need. Right, exactly. So that's just what his understanding of the situation mm-hmm. is as a robot. His business must get bigger. Right. Um, so these robots are, what, shipped out here from some robot factory to get rid of these trees and turn them into needs? I know what it is. All right, what is it? These robots um, are a secret project um, from Germany. Okay. <laughs> to um, exhaust the natural resources of England during the time of war. And they're made. You know who makes them? Uh, who makes them? Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? Because it doesn't make it. What are you talking about? <gasps> what? Why? <laughs> they make great cars. Really great cars. Why not dabble in you know, robotics. evil robotics? Okay, fine. Mercedes-Benz makes these. Of course. <laughs> Uh, so, so these Mercedes robots <laughs> called the Wanzlers are sent by Germany to exhaust natural resources. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, puts like a like financial pressure on the country to end this war quickly mm-hmm. to accept, you know, whatever, accept whatever deals, whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Sure. So, so that all makes sense. That's the origin of this story. This robot is sent out, um, and he cuts down a tree. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense up to there, right? Is there anything? Let's yeah. let's talk about the barbaloots for a second. The barbaloots, yeah. What are they? Bears? I think they're just bears. All right, we'll call them bears. Yeah, they're bears, and they eat the fruits from these trees. Yeah, bears that seems fruit. pretty realistic to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not positive what the bear population in England is like. Maybe we should double check. Nah. I think we're <laughs> going to say that there are bears in England. Yeah, <laughs> or at least there were. And if, yeah. and if anyone says otherwise, they just forgot about them because they ran away yeah. when when <laughs> um, the robots took over their forest. Yep, that's a fact. Yep, that is the truth. Yeah. So, so there's the barbaloots. I think the swami swan is just a bird... Yeah, yeah. There's so many different kinds of birds. It could be whatever one. A bird that sings. That's all we need to know. Yeah, it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. unusual. Yeah, uh, but we, well, let's we'll get there. Let's let's then go to the he cuts down a tree. First tree he cuts down. Boom! Lorax pops out of the trunk. Yeah. What? Who is this guy? Yeah, we got to figure that out. Yep. Um. He's a tiny furry man. Yeah. And he's described as a man. Right. I don't know if that means we should accept that he's human. This is the perspective of a robot. Right. He may not have the um, understanding of the nuance between mm-hmm. different bipedal creatures. Well, let's let's uh, be taxonomers here. Okay? We've got mm-hmm. the Lorax. What does he do? He, he talks. He does talk. Talks a lot. He has thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. He feels emotion. He gives orders. He orders the bears and the birds to leave, and the fish, and they all listen. 
He has empathy. He has all that. He's jazz. not. He's not a robot. No. Um, he lifts himself up by the butt and flies into the sky. <laughs> yeah, that part really screwed up the whole thing. So I was gonna say he's. He does seem like a person. Excuse me, <laughs> but but yeah, he seems like a person. Up until the part where he lifts himself up with his hand by the butt, <laughs> butt. and flies all the way into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Um, so what is he? He's something. He's in charge of these animals, and they listen to him. Mm-hmm. What? Why do they listen to him? The fish. All right, first of okay. all, we got to talk about, about the fish. fish. They They're get up walking. out of the water and walk on their tail fins. <laughs> yeah, that's not possible. No, it's not. They can't do that. This is, this is a tough cookie to crack. we got to crack it. Yeah. Um. So the fish aren't fish. They can't be. They can't be. They can't be. There aren't any fish that can do that that right. I can um, think of. There are some fish like, well, I guess no. Those are like, like horseshoe crabs aren't. Like, there's some undersea creatures that do walk. Yeah, but these guys are fish walking on the yeah, tail. These are just straight up fish. Ooh. Okay, so uh, the fish, in order to be able to listen to orders and walk on their feet, get out of the water, and walk somewhere else, what if these fish are people in disguise? Very little people, or are we just looking at a distant perspective? Uh, very little people, I guess. You know, maybe they're even kids. Okay. Child labor, I don't know. So they're kids that have, I guess they are dressed up as fish. Yeah. And the reason they're listening to the Lorax is because they're on the payroll, and he's their boss. What are they doing? What's their job? Their job is the Lorax, and the fish, and maybe the Barbaloots, mm-hmm. and maybe even these, well, we'll talk about the birds, we'll have to figure that one out, Okay. Um, are... Sort of doing the same thing the Onesler robots are, but they're coming from the English war effort. And, oh, they're the combatants. And, yeah, they're trying to be these cute nature creatures that make the German people feel awful about trying to waste these natural resources. <laughs> How does that work? Well, it doesn't work because they're robots. <laughs> but if they were actually people, like if a person came <laughs> cut down this tree and a Lorax pops out and says, "You, I speak for the trees. I like <laughs> you. Can't do this. Maybe you'd listen." <laughs> This is definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> and this is definitely what World War One era Germany and <laughs> England would do with robots. It's what they were doing, <laughs> actually. In real life, so this, this is what happened. So this is England's, like, counter strategy when they realize what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's but, just theatrical and silly. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't plan as well, and the Onceler's business plan just got out of hand. Yeah. And the, the unsuspecting people of England just continued to consume and consume and consume. Right. And despite the government's best efforts, all of those cute little robots had to go away. Yep. Now, so if the Onceler's a robot... Can a robot lift itself up by its butt and go to the sky? I guess it No, the Lorax is not a robot. The Lorax, oh, the Lorax, Lorax is, is a person. Robot. Oh, it's a person. Okay. I believe so. Lorax is the, a person. The way I see it is Germany had these robots in secret, and England did not know that, so they hashed this whole plan assuming they're dealing with real people. 
but the robots are the ace in the hole, and that's why they succeeded in this case okay. in destroying these natural resources. I understand. Um, but the Lorax didn't know. Um, the Lora, you know, the they didn't know about the robots, so they sent a person dressed as the Lorax mm-hmm. to sort of make these other people. No, so so how's the Lorax getting in the sky? Jetpack. Jetpack is a possibility. Maybe they sort of had like a like a maybe maybe it was staged. Yeah, like there a, was a plane above. That's what I'm like thinking. Like in um, in the Batman movie. Yeah, where he like jumps out of one plane, does some cool stuff, and then he lands back in the other one. Yeah, I think it's just like the Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm Batman. I speak. <laughs> Swear to me, Barbalutes. <laughs> yes, I just, that was a bad Batman voice. I just did. I that was fine. that was like Donald Trump doing a Batman voice. <laughs> Barbalutes. <laughs> we won't continue on that that train anymore. Yeah. Um. um anyway, yes. Yep. One hundred percent. I agree. That must be the case. Staged thing. Yeah. Flew them out. So... Because they wanted to make a scene. Right. They wanted it to be so remembered and yeah. so notable that... A, this one star thinks about it for the rest of his life. Yeah. And B, that they named the street after him. Right, yeah. Yeah. And it's in England. So they named the street after him because they were all in on it. Yeah. And they put it there so that people would remember. And maybe next time something like this happens, they can... Bring the Lorax back and it'll be more effective. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Because yeah. he can come back and be like, are you going to listen to me now? Yeah. He has, you know, he has the, yep. um, the I told you, you so. saw what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. So. Uh, that doesn't answer, that only answers some of the questions though. So we do have a few more things to figure out just within this backstory. Because mm-hmm. we have the Lorax, we have, he was lifted out. That's all fine and great. We have we have these cute animals. We got the barbalutes. We got the fish, and they're gonna make you feel bad. And swami swans. How do these swami swans fly away? How do they fly at all if they're just people? Jetpacks. Jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I uh, or those could be robots. They. they um. No, like, the English don't have robots. They could be drones. Drones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they could be. They could be like two pieces of cardboard taped together. They could be kites. Kites. They're, they're kites. kites. <laughs> yes. They're kites. They're kites. <laughs> <laughs> With like little radios on them that yeah. just sing. Yeah, people have like. <laughs> I like that. They're just radios. They're just playing like the top forty hits. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay, we got it. They're kites. Children who are working in costumes yeah. and kites. Yeah. All you need. All yeah. you need to fight a war. Yeah. Yep. To lose a war. To lose well, a they war. did ultimately <coughs> win the war. Alright, so we got that. We got the needs. We got... Are we going to talk about the truffula trees at all? Well, what do you want to talk about about the truffula trees? Well, what's a, that's a truffula tree? It looks sort of like a palm tree, but it's much furrier. Yeah, it's tufty. They yeah, used to tufts. Tufts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's an English thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's just an answer. Like, oh, they probably got them over there. Truffle trees uh, sounds like sounds like uh, something they have. 
I don't know. I, I don't have any other idea about it. No, I don't know. I, it's a I mean, cottony well, kind of... Would, we wouldn't see them. They were all cut down back in the 1900s. That's true. So... Yeah, needs could have just been sold to this one little town, yeah, and then nobody ever heard about them. Those needs did not look like they would survive a hundred years. No, definitely not. Low quality, low quality pieces yeah. of. Uh, and we never see proof that the boy succeeds in planting and growing more tropical trees. Right. So my money is on he doesn't. Yeah, probably not. Even though in the movie he does, I'm gonna say that that's that's not canon here. Yeah, not forget that. It's it's left up in the air, unless. Yeah. Um, and guess what? He didn't. <laughs> now, here's like one thing that is needs a little bit of um, clarification. Sure. We have this robot monster who, who claims to feel bad. Right, yeah. Why is he? So we know he doesn't feel bad if he's a robot. Right. So what's his game here? I think. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Um, and I just figured it out as we were saying it. Um, I originally, before we realized they were robots, I thought, why is this guy holding on to this seed while he feels so right, horrible exactly. about it? Exactly. Hold- Who knows if this seed's even alive? It's been years. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have tried to do something about it? Exactly. Now I. Now we know why he didn't. Right. This is his second attempt. To further ruin England. Okay, go go on. By giving them this false hope. You know, they've destroyed their resources, now they have to destroy their, their hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. By giving them hope and then destroying it again. He wants to bring his business back. Bring his business back. Yeah. He wants to make oh. more needs oh, got in it. more places. He wants to bring the environmental devastation that he made here somewhere else it makes so much sense now that's why okay so they cut down all the trees because they just want to get rid of these resources but he saved these seeds mm-hmm. now nowhere in his stories he talk about and he was saving seeds the whole time mm-hmm. we have no reason to believe that he was but he really was because this whole second attempt was premeditated by the people who programmed the robot mm-hmm. the reason they didn't spread i mean obviously the reason they didn't spread you know, they didn't keep replanting is because then there would be more resources. But he kept the seeds so that this little boy could be the scapegoat and replant these seeds. And then it would populate, you know, get all these things all over the place. People would start to rely on the needs, mm-hmm. you know, like people like people would Everyone believe needs they need needs. And then next time there's a, a war or something, going to chop up. Chop them all down again. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's it. It's a good plan. That's it. Good plan. Is that that's everything? Um, yeah. I guess we. I guess we would say that. So backpedaling a little bit. The reason he has these oddly specific things is so that he can make sure that whoever is going to do this is going to be so committed and mm-hmm. so hardworking. Like, they care so much about this Lorax story that they're definitely going to do what they have to do to make it work. Yeah, and they're going to follow through. They're going to follow through. Smart robot. Smart Programmed robot. Programmed well. Yeah. So we need a new moral here. All right. I would say, or if you have one, or I need a new one. Um, 
yeah, I, I guess who technology wins wars. Yep. I would say have robots. Have robots. Instead yeah. of kites. Yeah, and if everyone has robots, you gotta have the next thing. Yep. And if everyone has the next thing, you gotta have the next next thing. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. If they have rocks, you have a sling. I was gonna say you have paper. You have paper. Paper covers rock. You're yeah. right. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Thanks so much for listening to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. I'm Robert Hoffman. Join us next week as we read A Bad Case of Stripes by David Shannon. Yep. And in the meantime, leave us a, a, a rating, a review, whatever thing you're on. Listen to our podcast. Share with your friends. If you have any questions, email us at nonsensestorytime at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook. I thought you were going to say, if you have any friends. If you have any friends. <laughs> I sure don't. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that this next book we're getting to next week was a suggestion, again, by James, who wrote in and uh, suggested some books. He's also the guy who suggested Where's Waldo. So thank you, James. Yeah, if James. you want to be like James and suggest some books, please do, and we will do them. Yeah. We'll see you later. Yep. I love you. <laughs>